0: What is up guys? Welcome back to the Lacrosse Bucket Podcast. Tanner Dwing here with y'all as always. And as I mentioned on the last one, uh, the SOCON and slash independent preview will be coming up later this week. But I mentioned it could get put it could get pushed back pending certain announcements that I was expecting to come on Tuesday. excuse me, Wednesday and Thursday, um, as well as announcements that had already been announced were going to come out then, um, and those things have happened, so that podcast will be, put, I, I will record that this weekend, and it will be out on Sunday, so the SoCon and Independent Preview will be out on Sunday, not today, on Thursday, as I had Uh, Initially planned it. Um, There's a couple big pieces of news here today. But I I first want to talk about scheduling. Um, I'll first talk about scheduling. I'll talk about. Because it's kind of two pieces that. Kind of weave into one. That I'll talk about on the back end. um, And I think deserve some more discussion. So um, I'll talk about that more at length. In the back end. Right now, let's get to scheduling. So, um, the MAC announced their schedule plans this uh, this morning um, around, what was it 10 a.m. when they ha- announced that. Uh, subsequently, uh, Detroit Mercy, Manhattan, and St. Bonaventure released their 2021 schedules. What the MAC is doing... It's an eight-game conference-only schedule, um, and they will have one non-conference game against a conference opponent. I think U.S. Lacrosse, it was reported that they were looking at doing um, breaking the conference up into pods and that kind of thing. They are not doing that. No pods. It's just straight up eight games. Uh, So in the case of Detroit Mercy and uh, Saint Bonaventure, they will play each other uh, on March sixth, which is the opening date for the MAC. Um, so Saint Bonaventure hosts Detroit Mercy on March sixth, and then that game does not count for a conference record. Detroit Mercy, the very next week, hosts Saint Bonaventure in their first MAC. Game Um, in the case of Manhattan, they will play Monmouth in that non conference game and then will visit Canisius for that first conference game. So, single round robin, um, you know, with one. uh, So, you're playing one team twice and everybody else, you're playing uh, the same amount, eight game conference schedule. Um, You know, this is. I've gotten a lot of feedback on this. More actually than I thought I would. Um, it is a little odd. I would, like It's a little odd, but this entire season is going to be odd. So, you know, it's nothing out of the ordinary that maybe we didn't expect. I would have liked to see them do maybe like the Big East is doing a double round robin. Um, But at least we're getting games and we're going to get that marist Cornipiac, uh, marist Marist-Detroit-Mercy. Like, we're going to get those games. So that's the least they can do is we're getting those games. Um, do, this scheduling, does it benefit anybody? I think it does benefit the two teams I mentioned, marist Cornipiac as well as Detroit-Mercy, possibly Manhattan. Like those are the top four-ish teams. Um, I don't think it's gonna do. I don't think it's good scheduling for St. Bonaventure or Canisius. Like, you know, it. And doing the. And I'm. I'm. I'm gonna try. I'm at least gonna do previews for every uh, preview for every single team that releases the schedule. Um... Before February, so every team that releases their schedule, um, I will be doing a schedule preview for I've done most of them thus far Uh, I have so those three that I have yet to write Jacksonville Air Force and Providence we will get to those schedules in a minute. Um, I did write uh, Marquette, but that's not up at the time of recording. This will be by the time. Y'all listen to this probably. Um, so we will have schedule previews for every team. Um, and it's, you know, at first, I thought it was going to be pretty difficult with everybody releasing those schedules um, all together, but kind of in the same window, as opposed to a September to January window that we usually get. Um, but at the same time, you do have a lot of overlap, especially with the heavy conference play and all of that. So it's not as difficult as um, it would be if it was just straight up, you know, 13, 15 games uh, like normal with your normal non-con, normal conference uh, for the most part. Um, so this max scheduling is, is, is interesting, you know. If I am, if I'm a lower level team, you know, I'm not necessarily happy with it as far as what it, and, and we don't know what the MAC uh, tournament is going to look like, by the way. They did say that is yet to be determined. So if everybody makes it, like, hey, it doesn't matter, right? Um, but if they keep it like it is with a, a semifinals and a, and a title game, Hey man, that's that's uh, I believe that's how they do it, right? Semifinals and then a title game, but well, they might have quarterfinals in that. Um, you know what? I, th- I think it's yeah, it's semifinals, the top four go is what it is for the Mac. Um, I'm thinking of the Patriot League, um, and, and they do that extended tournament. Um, so you know, I, I think this this scheduling. Definitely benefits the upper echelon in the league. Um, and it definitely does not help a team like St. Bonaventure, uh, who's searching for their first win in program history still, or a team like Canisius, who's trying to bounce back with a lot of younger talent. Um, they lose some really good players off last year's team who've been contributors for the past three four four seasons, you're losing those dudes. And so, you know, if I'm a St. Bonaventure Canisius, I'm not really happy about it. Monmouth, you could say the same, Um, but it is what it is, and at least we get across. I think that's kind of the the mindset that everyone is going into this season with. Um, Moving on to some SoCon schedules again. Uh, VMI, Jacksonville, and Air Force all released their schedules today. VMI, they will have one. So remember how Bellarmine and Mercer has done it, Or they're playing multiple SOCON teams as non-conference games? VMI, their only game like that is against Bellarmine. They are playing uh, Mount St. Mary's, Colgate, and Lafayette. As well as Cleveland State, a home and home with them, um, as the non-conference slate. Uh, so we do know, because that's been discussion, is like what the Patriot League, who's doing. You know, they could have a full schedule at the discretion of the Patriot League um, in terms of non-conference. Uh, we know they're splitting the divisions and all of that. Um, so we do know that they're all more than just Lehigh. Who Lehigh is playing they have a scheduled game against Villanova on May first. And that was the first uh Patriot League team to see on a schedule. That was on Tuesday when that was announced. Villanova's schedule. VMI has Colgate and Lafayette both in the both on their schedule. So two Patriot League teams, and then obviously Mount St. Mary's being in an NEC, and then Cleveland State. Playing them twice. Um, they're an independent. Bellerman, They will play twice. Once as a non-con. And once as a so-con. Jacksonville and Air Force. Um, they give off some more vibes. Of what we're going to see from ACC teams. Because. Both. So. Um, Air Force is scrimmaging. Notre Dame on February 6th, as uh, they've done uh, frequently over the past couple seasons. Um, Usually it's in January, but it's in February this year. Uh, At least I believe it's usually in January when they do that, um, if I remember correctly. Uh, And Air Force will play, so they have that game against Notre Dame, and then they're playing at Denver on February 13th, and then at home against Utah, On the 20th, you know, who could have seen that coming? Denver, Air Force, and Utah playing each other. (laughs) Um, Three most Western teams, Um, you know, kind of expected them to play each other um, once or maybe no more than once. Um, As far as Air Force is concerned, they're playing each once. Uh, The Falcons also travel uh, to Duke, to Virginia, to UNC. Robert Morris is coming to Air Force. I'm assuming they're gonna play Utah and maybe Denver as well on that trip. Um so we'll, we'll see what goes on there. And that's the that's the, the non con slate. Um it's a pretty normal schedule for Air Force. You no, know, not much has changed. And I think I said that back in September that hey these military academies aren't going to change their schedules much and they'll be probably the most normal of anyone just due to, you know, athletics is part of the um, curriculum there at those service academies. That's why um, back in was it the summer on the Mountain West initially said, hey, we ain't playing football. They said, Air Force, do your thing. Um, And that that is what has ha- has happened. Uh, the Patriot League, and uh, obviously they don't have FBS football, and Army and Navy ain't in there for that. Um, but they did tell them as far as you no know, other fall athletics go, do your own thing. Um, and I don't did I don't know if they if the Patriot League did play fall athletics um, fall sports outside, because outside of football, I don't know if they did that or not, but um, I remember them saying, like, hey, Army, Navy, y'all are exempt from everything that we do um, as far as these restrictions. Um, obviously not the testing and all that, um, but as far as scheduling goes, they were exempt uh, from it. So, you no, know, Air Force does look to be pretty normal. Uh, some pretty good games on there. Uh, I found, uh, we know February 27th. Tune in to watch uh, Duke lose a February game. <laughs> uh, as as tra- if traditional, if tradition, if tradition holds up, um, we will see that happen. Uh, and hey, man, they they also get a chance to take down Virginia, take down Denver, which uh, they haven't beaten Denver in quite a while. Uh, so we'll see what happens there with those games, but some exciting games, uh, Jacksonville will also be heading, uh, well, not West, but well, yeah, West of Jacksonville, but they will be playing at UNC at Navy and at Utah. They will also play Robert Morris in Charlotte, North Carolina, um, so a neutral site game there. Uh, they also have that neutral site game with Moso in Savannah that we mentioned the other day, uh, and they will also uh, they have that game against Bellerman, and they have that uh, they have a scrimmage against Limestone on February sixth. Do you want to mention Moso in Tampa has been canceled that scrimmage, uh, which was set for this weekend. Has been canceled. I uh, don't know the exact reasons why, uh, but it has been canceled. So just FYI on there, if anyone was talking about there was a scrimmage this weekend. Uh, yes, there is. Uh, Bellerman in Indianapolis. Uh, I got to see if they're going to let people go to that because might be going over there on Saturday. If they do, um, check out some live lacrosse, but I'm not sure what they're doing with that yet. Uh, if they will let fans in or not. And and that's one question that I, I keep on getting is like, look, what are the fans going to do? I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do with fans. Um, depends on the conference. Depends on the school. So uh, also depends on the state. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, Jacksonville, do you want to mention Navy? Uh, so we do know uh, that's another Patriot League school uh, playing a non-con, which – uh, you know, again, with the service academy thing, I expected Navy to do that. Um, and Jacksonville also traveling out to Utah, which, like, man, that that, that surprises me that they're going to go out to Utah, not play Denver or Air Force. Like, and, like, I know they're playing Air Force at home as a Silicon game, but I, I'm surprised in how many teams are playing uh, school like going out to Utah, going out to Air Force, and and not picking up two three games. I thought for sure that's what we we're gonna see, we were gonna see. Um, but again, like your schedule has to align and everything, and it's not. Uh, so there are multiple parties involved. But I thought we would see more of that. Maybe we will as we get more schedules. But as of right now, we have not seen nearly as much as uh, I thought we would. Moving to the Big East, where Providence and Marquette announced their schedules today. Marquette, their two non-con games are Cleveland State and Notre Dame. Uh, both games should be I have as games to circle for this for this squad. Uh, Cleveland State was an overtime victory last year. Obviously, first year for uh, Andrew Stimmel. Uh, This is a team that is fairly younger this year. Uh, Well, it was last year as well and should be again this year on both ends, but does have some experience. Did get some grad transfers in there uh, to help get some experience and do bring guys back as well. Um, So that is actually, like, I know a lot of people kind of write off Cleveland State as like, oh, they're an independent, they're a newer program. And Marquette's a a newer-ish program as well, um, you could say. but Cleveland State Marquette, that's definitely one to watch out for. Um, that, Which I think will be the first big week of the season. February 13th, uh, February 6th is the first weekend in February. Um, and then that second weekend I think is going to be the big weekend where we see a lot of games. Um, and where we do see a lot of games so far uh, should be a lot more coming. Uh, and then Notre Dame. Remember a few years ago Marquette took Notre Dame to overtime. Um, and then, because they took him to overtime, was that in twenty seventeen? I think I know twenty sixteen and seventeen were both uh, one goal wins for uh, for Notre Dame. There, uh, I think one of them was an overtime contest, if I remember correctly. Other um, than twenty seventeen, they got blown out later that year in the. NCAA tournament, uh, but you know, and I'm going to say this again with with the with the Big East, like, and again, you know, the double round robin, as I mentioned, and I'm going to say this, like, I, this is a schedule, like, I feel so bad for a team like St. John's, um, and then even a Marquette and a Providence and a Villanova, like, this is so difficult of a schedule to deal with, you have to play Denver twice, Georgetown twice, which, if you made the tournament as a Marquette, as a Villanova, as a Providence, you were likely going to have to play one of those teams again. But that's in the postseason. You're talking about playing them twice in the regular season, and then maybe a third time in the postseason. That is going to be very, very difficult. And obviously, it's hard to beat a team three times, hard to beat a team twice. But as talented as Denver and Georgetown are, you know they're gonna be able to win a lot of games this year. Um, and as far as Marquette's concerned, like I said again, younger on both ends, uh, but do have some veteran talent there. This is gonna be tough. And do I think that a Providence, a Marquette, a Villanova can eke out a win? Can upset? a Denver, a Georgetown, in one of those two games? Absolutely. Like, I don't think that's, there's no question about it. But you're talking four games against Denver and Georgetown combined. That's at least three losses in my book. That's at least three losses. And then, you know, you have to play each other too, right? So Marquette-Villanova, going to be a great game. Marquette-Providence, going to be A great game. And everything I just said there, I said with Villanova the other day. It's the same situation. It's going to be a very tough season. No matter how talented you are, which I think all three of those teams, kind of that second tier of the Big East, are very good and capable of beating a Denver or Georgetown. It's going to be tough. Now, Providence, their two non-cons are against Bryant and Fairfield. Hold up, hold up. Bryant and Fairfield. No Brown. There's no Brown on this schedule. So the Ocean State Cup, I'm assuming, is suspended for a year. The Ocean State Cup is the uh, kind of three-way rivalry between Bryant, Providence, and Brown, um, those three teams being... In Rhode Island, which, if you didn't know, was nicknamed the Ocean State, uh, hence the Ocean State Cup. So that will not t- be taking place this year. Uh, so Providence has those two non-conference games. And they along with, you know, as I've mentioned before, the Double Round Robin. And everything I said about Marquette and Villanova uh, a few days ago. Uh, also applies here with just how tough things will be and could be for those couple uh, of teams, especially with having to play uh, some of those upper echelon teams more than once, which you could, you know, at least three losses right off, you know, right out of the gate. Just looking at it, now, hey, maybe maybe that doesn't happen. You know, you never know. But looking at it right now, looks looks like th- at least three losses to me, at most four. Which, you know, that's that's going to be very tough. And like then you have to play those other teams, as I mentioned, that are on your level. So it's going to be a very difficult year for some of those mid tier Big East programs. Now. The last thing I do want to talk about on this show today is the Ivy League. The Ivy League, so I've known this for a bit now. Um, I'd always kind of said there were two teams that were leaning towards not playing. And it's been not announced by those schools. And as I record here, I am still waiting for feedback, let's check my email real quick. Um, yeah, I have not gotten any 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 official word from either Harvard or Princeton, um, but everything seems to point towards them not playing in 2021. Um, it's a shame that they're not going to get to play, uh, but you know everyone else is moving forward in the Ivy League is stuck on their island with their head in the sand. You claim to be the smartest in the room, but you cannot figure out how to play, and you cannot wrap your head around that playing is what your players need, that having kids at school, having athletes at school for sure, is much safer uh, than having them at home. Uh, if you if you truly are the smartest conference in college across, the smartest conference in Division I in college athletics, you would have figured that out by now instead of just sticking your head in the sand, which is what they've done since the beginning of this thing. I applaud them for being the first to shut down last spring. That was the correct decision. But everything they've done since then has just hurt this conference and has hurt the future of the conference, not just like this year, but next year. You no, know, it's going to be interesting to see what happens in the next three to five years in the Ivy League because this is going to have a profound, lasting effect on this conference. Um, they are blatantly just continuing to show we do not care about our athletes, we do not care about athletics. They never. Ever since, what was it when they went back to, like, because they used to compete really highly in, in football. And what year was that when um, they pulled out of the Rose Bowl when Alabama won it for the first time, and everyone was like, oh, southern football has arrived. Ever since then, they've been on a downward spiral while everyone else has been going upwards. They're going in the complete opposite direction of everybody else. If you want to be an athletic first conference, that's fine. That's fine. Everyone gets that. We know what schools you're made up of. But at the same time, you can't claim to be the smartest and continue to make the dumbest decisions that any conference has made. So Hollywood and Princeton, I'm sorry that it's come to this. Any other team that follows you all, I'm sorry that it's come to this. It is truly unacceptable um, that your conference has left you in the dark. Your conference has stuck their head in the sand. Well, you have the ACC, the Big Ten, the SOCON, uh, the NEC. You have all these conferences going forward. But you, who again, I will reiterate this, claim to be the smartest in the room. Again, claim to be the smartest in the room cannot figure this thing out. It is, it's unfathomable that this has happened. Uh, it, it is horrific for the players. Um, keep your eyes on that transfer portal. Um, and one name has already gone in there, and that name is one T.D. Irwin. He is looking to play in 2021 if Yale does not play. Um, I don't know what schools he could go to. And if you read the Inside Lacrosse article, he is looking to play... Um so it here's the last line of the article it said while Owen's focus remains his potential to return to New Haven and finish his career with the Bulldogs, he may be the first of several Ivy League seniors to enter the portal in the coming weeks as multiple Ivy League women's players have in the last month he looks to you know end his career in New Haven and I believe. He's planning on graduating from Yale and getting his degree from Yale. But look, man, if your team's not going to play and you want to play, and I've talked about this before, if TD Irwin wants to be a full-time pro lacrosse player, right out of, I mean, he could be doing that right now. He could be doing that right now, just like Grant meant. He could be doing that right now. But he elected to come back he had the opportunity that many Ivy League guys did not have. And he said, you know what? I'm going to come back. I'm going to finish what I came here to do. And that was to help lead Yale to a national title. He led Albany, helped lead Albany to Championship Weekend. The next year helped lead Yale to championship weekend. And I've said before, I do like, I think that team was really good and they were going to win the Ivy League no matter what. But if he did not go to Yale, I don't think Albany is in the situation they're in for sure. And I don't and I honestly don't think Yale makes that title game without him. Like I do not think that happens. Um, you know, they would still have been good, but they were not gonna make that title game without T D Irwin. So I mean he is the X factor among X factors in college across. And if Yale loses him, they're lost, man. It, it, it is their loss. That is all for today's episode of the Lacrosse Bucket Podcast. As always, like, subscribe, oh not like, subscribe on iTunes, uh, Spotify, Google, all those different podcast platforms. The website is lacrossebucket.com. Social media at Bucket. My personal, Tanner underscore Dimwink. See y'all. Uh, sometime this week, definitely Sunday, but maybe sooner if we have some more news, which I do expect there to be.